0: live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable radio, talk, radio show. talk show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July the 1st in the year of our Lord 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our Founding Fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips, and as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome. To Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen, LovingLiberty.net. To tell the tale, spread the word for incredible talk 24-7 around the clock, LovingLiberty.net. Quick recap, of yesterday's show, we talked about D.C. residents. Deliver food to the police, and they say, we pray for you. Or they actually say, we pray for them. We love them. And you know what? That's something that you don't hear in the mainstream press. Everything the mainstream press tells you that everybody hates the cops. The cops are tyrannical. They're abusive all the time. You know, don't interact with a cop. They'll kill you. And the narrative is all wrong, folks. Don't get me wrong. In the inner cities, there are some cops and some organizations that are corrupt. We've got to stamp out that corruption. I agree. We can't let it stand, no doubt. But to think that all cops are bad and all cops are evil and to try to get rid of the cops is a foolish, absolutely foolish notion, to say the least. All right? We're grateful for the police officers that understand their peacekeeping or peace officer responsibilities, the ones that de-escalate, the ones that don't have pride, the ones that are humbly there for the right reasons, we are indeed grateful for you. All right, conservatives, quote, eyeing fantasy court ahead of the 2020, if you will, they say uh, a single seat on the Supreme Court can change the course of history. Amen to that reality check. All right, major pro-life losses in the Supreme Court. I guess, uh, you know, abortion backers warn through Chucky Schumer. Justices, if you go home with these awful or if you go forward with these awful pro-life decisions, you won't know what hits you. Daily Caller, a flat out open threat from Chucky Schumer to the Supremes. And the United States Supreme Court ruled on Monday that a, quote, pro-life law violates the rights of both women and abortion providers in Louisiana or Louisiana, as some say. Have you called abortion murder? You could face stiff, serious legal consequences if you have. Abortion Group, quote, sues pro-life advocates for calling abortion murder. The battle's on, folks. And as Kurt wisely pointed out, uh, Sidney Powell basically says Michael Flynn planned to audit the intel agencies like the FBI, the CIA, etc. before the FBI, quote, prosecutions. So did, did they make a threat? And did they literally take down Flynn? What about Ammon Bundy, who went to jail for two years and was guilty of nothing? The FBI was guilty of all kinds of withholding, exculpatory evidence and everything else, criminal activity by the FBI. No one goes to jail but Ammon, who was guilty of nothing. Okay, could the same thing be um, done to the judges? An open threat from Chucky e. Schumer straight to these judges? What happened behind the scenes? So on one hand, we want to be critical of these judges, and I get it. I feel the same way. But I also get, were they threatened behind the scenes? What's the real story on that? I don't know. But I know this. I pray that the victory uh, behind the abortion rights agenda is short-lived. Analysis says that John Roberts might have had a very narrow interpretation. And I hope that's true. And um, time will tell, I guess. We'll keep an eye on that ball just for you. Hour two, looking for food trucks near you. The Thefoodtruckleague.com. Pretty cool. Website, really, it's a broader discussion than just food trucks, folks. Very interesting about small businesses standing together against the pandemic and the government-forced shutdowns of all kinds. India holding up imports of U.S. products made in China. That's a very interesting twist, huh? New Zealand gun crime. I guess the gun crime rate reaches 10-year high despite strict gun control. And we see that in Chicago, too, folks. Three children plus killed in weekend Chicago. I don't know what you call it. Black on black shootings everywhere. I guess a 10-year-old got hit by a stray stray bullet in an apartment and a one-year-old got hit by a stray bullet riding in a car. I mean, it's literally mayhem over there, folks, in Chicago. Again, same as New Zealand, though. You know, more guns, less crime, less guns, more crime. Got it? There's a book written about that. More Guns, Less Crime, great book, too, uh, highlighting the the problems when you take away the God-given inalienable right of self-defense, folks. Tulsa Arena Management, some are saying that, well, they sabotaged the Donald Trump rally. They placed stickers on every other seat. And I guess the administration officials or the whatever you want to call it, election officials, I guess, uh, literally had to take off the stickers and they're saying it's sabotage. Now, I understand they're saying, hey, look, we've got a social distance, and, you know, I understand a lot of people feel that's necessary. The problem is communicating to the Trump campaign what's really going on, and then the problem is the mainstream press literally um, for weeks downing the event, don't go, you'll kill everybody if you go scenario, and then when you get there, every other seat has a sticker on it, and then they run around and go, oh, nobody attended the event. Well, all I can tell you is millions watched it online or uh, on the TV via Fox, Fox broke records. Uh, The problem with the mainstream press is they're trying to get you to believe this idea that nobody supports President Trump and it's just flat out a lie, manipulated by their narrative. And what I've discovered Joe Biden is basically doing is he says, look, let the media run my campaign. I'll just hang out in my basement. I won't answer any questions. I'll use the coronavirus as a cover. I won't have any debates. I won't answer hardly any questions. The mainstream press can have me on on occasion when I know they won't bust the narrative and discuss things I don't want to talk about. They'll protect me from my, um, I don't know what you call it, gaffes in my ability to articulate what's going on. And, 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 you know, they'll protect me, if you will, and we'll just run a media driven campaign. And meanwhile, we'll shut everything down so President Trump can't connect with the people. The media will be, quote, the filter. uh, And Trump will always be on the defensive right before the election. It's media election tampering as you have never, ever seen it before. It is high tech media manipulated vote fraud in my personal, humble opinion to which I'm entitled. All right, that wraps up our yesterday's broadcast, available live at lovingliberty.net and online at your heart's content, on-demand radio at your fingertips, free. But if you have the heart to help, please donate, lovingliberty.net. Kurt Crosby's with me. News that I refuse to use starts July 1st. Welcome, my friend.
2: Buenos dias. Uh, Greetings and salutations. Uh, Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam.
1: Yes, sir. Now, there's a headline that says consumers, I'm sorry, conservatives are turning against Justice, Chief Justice John Roberts, after the Supreme Court justice kind of sabotaged. Uh, He sided with the liberal judges in a monumental abortion ruling. Um, You want to respond to this first, Kurt? I don't see it that way.
2: Well, um, at least... uh it seems to me that, uh, Chief Justice Roberts is, uh, kind of just, I, one phrase would be all over the map. Um, but, uh, then I think about what you mentioned earlier, uh, and what we talked about yesterday and this, um, whether it's Chuck Schumer or of uh, Chuck Schumer, as some people call him, um, you know, and so many others who have, uh, I believe, literally threatened uh, members of the Supreme Court. um, And I
1: think that threat is very real.
2: And, uh, you know, to them or their loved ones or whatever, uh, you just wonder, uh, man, the kind of pressure that you would have uh, there to vote. I I mean, you compare it to the Congress or whatever, you've got nine individuals, not, uh, you know, five hundred and thirty five to deal with um so you could kind of hone in your uh i guess you could say your efforts and if you know you've got four i guess that are in your pocket if you will you know then you do uh, got five more to focus on i mean uh i just wish i could say hey um there wouldn't be any of that going on in america but man i'd sure uh doubt that
1: all right well here's the way i'm seeing it kurt the headline says conservatives are turning against chief justice john roberts and that's the part i have a problem with and they say after the supreme court justice sided with liberal judges in a monumental court ruling i don't think we're turning on roberts i think roberts turned on us kurt Okay, let's get it straight. Why are the conservatives always the bad guy? We're turning on somebody. We're anti this. We're against that. We're uh, okay. they always say that. And I'm not turning on Justice Roberts. I'm just merely saying, Roberts, you admitted that the original court ruling four years ago that relates to this was wrong. That they got it wrong. But now you're saying, well, I can't overturn what they got wrong four years later. Oh, yes, you can. Two wrongs don't make a right, brother. You should have shut that down. If you admitted it was wrong, then you should have done all you could to make it right. But no, you doubled down and backed the wrong based on this case precedent lie that isn't true. It's not about case precedent. It's about interpreting the law. It's about defending life, liberty, and property, Justice Roberts. We're not turning on you at all. You turned on us. We're just calling a spade a spade, brother. And so what I have a problem with, Kurt, is this mainstream press Narrative that always makes us the bad guy. Now I'm turning on Roberts. I'm the bad guy. He just did what was good, common sense, right, normal, necessary. And, man, we the conservatives are turning on all poor John. Wow, we're stabbing John in the back kind of idea. Okay, we're not turning on him after he did this. He did this, and we're simply saying he was wrong. He admits the previous court decision was wrong, and then he goes and continues that wrong, and I'm saying you're wrong for doing it, sir. I'm not turning against him or hating him or... He's right and not, okay? They play these games with words to where you believe the lie, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's going on with this coronavirus. That's what's going on with this contact tracing. That's what's going on with this Justice John Roberts thing and the pro-death agenda he just backed. He turned on pro-life, didn't he? I didn't turn on anybody, folks. Did you? Liberty Roundtable Live.
3: After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com.
4: My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her, and she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is like really windy, and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour. And it hit into the road there. Her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it. And the other three boys were trapped in it. And the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do. Just get up here to the hospital. I parked my car and I went inside. They took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people, they like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me.
5: <laughs> A public service message from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
0: With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right, so remember how it's not about people, ladies and gentlemen. It's about principle. And I'm telling you, Justice John Roberts admitted the previous case was wrongfully decided. But then he goes ahead and wrongfully decides the next case saying, oh, I can't overturn what was wrong. Your whole job, sir, is to overturn what was wrong and what is wrong. You're not supposed to just go to case precedents. You're supposed to weigh the reality, interpret the law, stand with life. Okay, that's the whole purpose of government. And so, you know, if you admit the previous case was wrong and now you're going to back that wrong by your swing vote in the next case, I think you're wrong for doing it. Now, that doesn't mean that I turn against John Roberts. Conservatives are turning against John Roberts, after the Supreme Court justice doubled down with the liberal judges in a pro-death-promoting case, a monumental abortion case. But I don't like this narrative that I turned against John. Poor John. He was doing fine until Sam turned against him. He was upholding the law and just a good guy. And by golly, those conservatives, you know. Turning against the Supreme Court justice, it isn't a fair narrative or a true reality check at all. I'm based on principle and saying, hey, if he admitted the previous case was wrong and he doubles down and votes the same way, saying I got to go ahead with the incorrect president, that's incorrect to do so is all I'm calling out. It's a quantum leap in logic to suggest that I can back a wrong case, continue that wrong and suggest I'm right. It's a quantum leap in logic. Uh, it, It isn't true. And so I don't like the narrative from the mainstream press putting me on the defensive. I'm going against John Roberts. I hate John now. I'm against John. No, I'm not. I'm for the correct principles every time, and I'm disappointed in John for violating them. That doesn't mean that I'm against John, Kurt. But that's how the mainstream press is. Well, that's is what they him. always
2: want to do is uh, they want to sow discord in um, between people that typically might help each other or work together. While they uh, continue to work uh, their evils behind the scenes uh, and uh, the discord part or, uh, um, you know, uh, that kind of thing is also one of their greatest tools, I think.
1: I think you're right. And that's why I highlight we're based on principles in our discussion. It's not about John. It's not about the other Supreme Court justices. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about Ocasio-Cortez or whatever other. Okay? It's about right and wrong. And it is right to stand for pro-life, and it is wrong to stand for pro-death, even if a supposed case president-setting reality uh, we face on the matter. Okay? Right is right and wrong is wrong, Kurt, and it's that way all the time. So I'm not attacking anybody, but I reject the notion that I'm turning against anybody. I'm merely standing for principle, and I will continue to do so and recommend you all do the same. All right, who the heck's Kent, Kurt?
2: He's a writer. Uh, this is a writer for uh, Breitbart, and uh, this is typically the way they do a lot of times. And I think it's kind of nice because they, they, you know, give a little credit to the writer, um, which you know, this seems like a fair thing. Um, yeah, and in I this like it case, Kurt, because uh, I get
1: familiar. Remember, one of the things that I have pushed for is we need to know the names of the we need to take names, if you will, of the good guys and the bad guys, the people who are writing good and the people who are writing. Bad prose, the people who are standing up for liberty. And so whenever I see a story about somebody rescuing somebody, I want to know who it is. I like to hear the names of people and learn. And so, uh, you know, uh, over the years, I've learned a little bit about Nolte from Kurt, right? That Nolte writes some really good prose about things. Breitbart, another writer, etc. Now we're learning about Kent. Go ahead, sir.
2: He's a Special Forces retired um... I think, uh, well, uh, general or whatever, and uh, he's a writer for Breitbart, and he says, uh, the headline reads, Trump's foreign policy threatens military generals who prefer the status quo. Uh, He says, the generals supported President Trump when he enabled them to fight and win. Now they attack him for upending their status quo of control. Um, He says, as Trump entered his fourth year in office this January, his distinctive America first foreign policy had resulted in major accomplishments for our national security. Uh, He tells about how he defeated ISIS's territorial caliphate, killed its leader, uh, and several other items. Then he says his ability to avoid new wars while ending our longest war and focusing on major threats like China is more than just campaign talk. Uh, Trump's business like America First policy is a strategy that seeks to leverage the full scope of American power. To meet our national security needs as opposed to solely relying on the military and military leadership as our main tool of national power. Anyway, he goes on, but... uh He says, to accomplish our national security objectives, Trump prefers to use our economic power and negotiations as opposed to never-ending wars and troop commitments. This common sense and balanced approach to the use of our national power restores the military to its rightful place as a force for deterrence and limited decisive action. Um, Anyway, I think he's... uh, Got got some good points yeah, here. He says is where, Trump chose I mean, the right men. Mm-hmm.
1: This is where the perspective could be so skewed, so fast, so easily. Okay, so for example, you know what? I wish Trump would get out of a whole lot more wars. I wish would defund foreign aid across the globe. I wish would back away and bring troops home way faster than President Trump has done. So it's easy to say that, you know what, President Trump's got a pro-war mentality. He's listening to the generals around him. And to some degree, there's some truth to that. But let's step back and look at the broader picture for a second. And Kurt's teaching me to do this because my narrative usually is to take that narrow view and say, hey, he's not really doing what I think needs to be done constitutionally. And maybe he's not going as far as I need him to go or constitutionally based on principle he would need to go. However, and this is the broader perspective that we need to obtain sometimes that I think is a fair view. And that's why I'm trying to learn to embrace it, because I think it's a fair reality check that many times I in the past have overlooked, which is this. You know, they predicted Donald Trump would destroy the economy 100 percent. I mean, everything would be in the tank. it would be 10 times worse than the Depression. Well, they have been proven correct, Kurt. The problem is they blame that on President Trump, but it's not his fault. He had the greatest economy in the world. Uh, in modern times, based on fake money. Now, it gets better when you go to real money, but that's an entirely different discussion right now. He adopted the fake money reality. He inherited it, if you will, and he's trying to live within it. Now, I wish he'd bust out of it, but again, he had a great economy, and then the Democrats destroyed the economy with this COVID lie scenario. All right now, the Democrats have now played this game where Donald's going to get us in every war under the sun. I mean, it's just going to be a shoot 'em up Wild West, worldwide Donald Trump, you know, war fest. And then we didn't see it at all. And now Donald Trump is not as peaceful as I want him to be. He's not as constitutional as I would like him to be. But he's done a way better job than they're giving him credit for. Big time. The truth is, as uh, this author says, can't. You know what? Trump's foreign policy threatens military generals who want the status quo. President Trump is pushing for less war. President Trump is avoiding wars. Okay, we've got peace The whole almost first presidency. I'm sorry, first term in the presidency. Okay? And and so you got to look at it realistically and say, has he decreased the military as much as we would like? Has he stopped the warmongering around the world? Not near as much as we hope, but he's done a lot more than other presidents would have. Has he been catastrophic in expanding wars? I don't think so. So you got to take it a little bit with a grain of salt, Kurt, when you broaden that discussion. You can't just use the constitutional guide and say, Well, hey, he isn't as close to where he ought to be as I want him to be. That's a truism, but it's not a fair representation because he inherited dishonest money. He inherited generals all involved in the status quo with tremendous power. He inherits every time he tries to do something good for America, he gets shut down by the deep state and the swamp and the Democrats and the judges and the whoever. And it's an uphill battle to get anything good done in the country right now. Okay, so we got to look at it fairly and we can't just use the Constitution as our only guide, although that is the premier guide. Don't misunderstand me. But we've got to look broader and say, hey, he hasn't expanded a bunch of wars. He's tried to restrict the wars. He's tried to reduce foreign aid. He's tried to defund some of the United Nations. He's tried to back away from a lot of these things. And they virtually make it impossible for him to do. Uh, Anyway, I bring that up because I think that the status quo is very, very hard to upend. And I'm grateful to hear that Trump's foreign policy is threatening the military generals who want the status quo. And I think one of the goals of President Trump has been to threaten the status quo, deep state monsters forever. But it's an uphill battle, buddy. I'm surprised he can get anything done, to be honest with you.
2: it's a great point. So I'm learning a lot about
1: that broader perspective that I think relates, Kurt.
2: Yeah, Good and here's a couple of other little paragraphs in there kind of give perspective as well He says make no mistake Trump's approach to national security is a departure from our so-called norms Trump's approach shifts the balance of power within the Washington DC establishment from the military to the man the American people chose as their executive the president this is why the retired generals are aligning against Trump they lost power and they want it back the retired Generals want power back for the ununiformed uh, military, DOD civilians, and of course, the lucrative defense contracting sector. This industry employs many former generals and profits greatly when our nation is at war.
1: The military-industrial complex is being challenged to some degree, folks.
0: Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes.
6: An Air Force fighter pilot is dead after a crash in South Carolina. The pilot was flying a routine training mission, according to officials, out of the Shaw Air Force Base last night. When the F-16 crashed, the pilot has not been identified, and the cause of the crash remains under investigation. Congress is looking to get to the bottom of reports that Russia was paying bounties to kill U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. Former National Security Council member and retired Army General Barry McCaffrey saying President Trump's reaction is mind-boggling to him. Obviously,
5: he knew about it. There's no question in my mind. And he was so keen on being subservient to Russian and Putin interests for whatever reason, trying to get them to join the G7. That he took no action.
7: This is USA Radio News. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a health solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. and start saving. Here it is. Call 833 34 Bible. That's 833 34 Bible. 833 34 Bible.
6: A federal judge overturning a Trump administration asylum rule targeting Central Americans. The federal court last night upholding a challenge to the 2019 asylum restrictions that require immigrants to first claim asylum in another country. U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly of Washington, D.C. ruling in favor of asylum seekers and immigrant nonprofits who'd argued that the third country asylum rule violated the Immigration and Nationality Act. The law allows anyone who makes it to the United States soil to apply for asylum. The ex-husband of a popular reality series star is under arrest. Thomas Manzo was formerly married to Real Housewives of New Jersey star Dina Manzo. The U.S. Attorney's Office in New Jersey says it was back in 2015 that Manzo hired a mobster to assault his ex-wife's current husband and then leave him with permanent scars. This is USA Radio News.
1: All right, so we're talking about this column from Kent, a Breitbart author. Trump's foreign policy threatens military generals who prefer the status quo. I think there's some truth to that. I think we're trying to defund some of the deep state and some of the military-industrial complex. I get we got a long way to go. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, The problem is you can't gauge it in its totality. It's very easy to say Donald Trump has missed the mark. He's not there. But you know what? Like Kurt would say... How many other presidents have even done as much as this? None in my lifetime. So you know what? Again, how much progress can President Trump make? You know, it reminds me of those big medicine balls when you're a kid. You know those big old heavy balls they roll around? You're trying to roll that thing uphill all by yourself. And everybody in your party's against you, and everybody's against you almost. And you say, man, <laughs> he's got 100 yards to go, and he's only got that thing 20 feet up that hill. Poor guy, he's all red-faced and looking like an idiot, and he, he'll never get it done. But my response is no one else even put the medicine ball on the field, much less got it uphill 20 feet. Is it a drop in the bucket? It feels like it, no doubt. I get it. I also get, though, that at least something's being done. And, uh, you know, it may go the other way. If Joe Biden gets elected next term or somebody else in the Democratic party, I get it. But, look, even the Republicans are completely turning against President Trump literally at almost every turn, Kurt. Any any more from this uh, Kent article? I think
2: you identified it very well when you said the military-industrial complex. And, you know, um, uh, there's a phrase that many people have heard, uh, follow the money, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, it, it's a powerful thing in these big uh businesses to um you know participate in war and that's that's we're just talking about businesses there were i mean you got to include the banks of course and in that that yeah. they profit so much from war and so uh you know you have a lot of push um to the president, uh, towards the president, or against the president, and anybody else who's not for uh, starting wars because of its uh, tremendous power uh, um, to um, improve the economics of some people, uh, Sam. And so, yeah. And let me
1: let me make this point by a couple of things. Dangerous. I don't know if you know this, but Netflix is moving a hundred million dollars to quote empower black banks. This makes your point when you bring up banks, Kurt. What the heck is a black bank, dude? Can I just ask you that? I'm not trying to be rude. I know they're going to say, Sam, this just, just uh, demonstrates how ignorant you are, buddy. But what the heck is a black bank, Kurt? I can tell you the I answer guess in
2: a be, uh, The difference would be, um, you know, white banks would be um, guys that are white have ownership. And then black banks would be. Owned by black people, I guess. You mean
1: you're telling you... me that banks are privately owned, Kurt?
2: Well, you know, um, uh, at least on their board of directors or whatever. I, you right. know, I mean,
1: See, somebody let me explain. owns those things. A black bank is somebody, a bank that's controlled by blacks that has special privilege for black funding, Kurt. Okay. So Netflix moving 100 million dollars to empower black banks what if i were to move a hundred million to empower white banks kurt i mean the, you'd the be whole a white supremacist i right?
2: sure would you'd be certainly would be a racist i mean i, I
1: just look at that and go what what the heck is a black bank now as far as i understand kurt and i don't see i can't see so i don't know this but as far as i understand money's green right that's the green Parts back, of it. I... Well, they call yeah. it a green back, right? And it's green.
2: Well, yeah, but you know, some of it's white. Um...
1: I know, but you don't say white money, Kurt. You say green back. Yeah, good point. Right. So all I'm saying is, if money's green, how do black-owned banks do money? Do they do it different than the?
2: Yeah, they'll be doing black money pretty soon, I suppose.
1: <laughs> black money for black people and white money for white people, and then I'm the racist because I want to go back to constitutional yeah. currency that's gold and silver that works for blacks and whites together as a. As a as a God, it. as a, as the people of God.
2: Yeah, that's exactly
1: right. All right, I just want to make sure I get all that. But anyway, Netflix mm-hmm. moving a hundred million to empower black banks. How do you empower black banks with your hundred million, Kurt?
2: Well, I guess you make sure you deposit it in their banks, and then you know how the old deal works with the fractional banking. Uh, I mean, if you put in uh, ten bucks, they
1: can loan out. I don't know, 100. Uh, so let me get this right. I've committed fraud with the, the white is. banks so long now, I've got to commit fraud with the black banks to make it even. Hmm. Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I
2: guess so. And they say that's 2% mind. of their cash holdings. Um yeah, only 2% so of blacks, and be... the
1: blacks are 13% of the population. This guy must be a white supremacist already. Who's that? Reed yeah, Hastings? Is point. that that CEO guy? He's probably a white guy. Why doesn't he just step down and let a black guy take over his company if he wants to be honest and genuine, Kurt? See, isn't that what they do? It's never enough. Good point. It'll never be enough.
2: He uh, just needs to get out of the way of our, and go home. One of our good listeners, just, uh, David, just texts in, and he says, uh, July is white history month.
1: <laughs> is it really? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I'm going to research but, uh, that, baby. I'll tell you what, though. Somebody's going to be upset about that. Remember how that. we talked about everybody's against President Trump, even his own party that I mentioned? Here's the headline to highlight that reality mm-hmm. check. Republicans, with the exception of President Donald J. Trump, Now push mask wearing, Kurt. Yeah, good point. Right? And why are they doing that, Kurt?
2: Well, it's part of the whole, um, at least to me, uh, never Trump crowd. It's all that stuff. And you want to be part of the insider group of, uh, well, you're going to save America. You know, it kind of goes back to the whole, you know, you need a blue trash can so that you're going to, be somebody who, you know, um, I mean, you're politically correct, Sam. Uh, if you walk in and you don't have your mask on, uh, if I wear a mask, what I I'd do, I'd do is just hang it on one ear. So at least I got it on, but you know, it's, it, I can still breathe and I need a shirt at the same time that says I can't breathe or a mask that says I can't breathe, you know, because then I'm thinking that they'll get the message. Uh, but you know, yeah. who knows?
1: I'm looking for Black History Month. I found it. Uh-huh. And then I hear, see things saying, why don't we have White History Month? And then I th- see things that say, the reason we don't have White History Month is because whiteness is everywhere. It's not just, you know, one locale. What are you celebrating? Scottish or English or, you know, Irish I or whatever. And then hold on. And then yeah. they say every month is White History Month by its very nature. <laughs> see? So, but you just can't win.
2: I see, uh, uh, here's one where it says uh, Jesse Lee Peterson declares July is White History Month. Yes, I'm from so with maybe that's where.
1: That is where it comes <laughs> from, Kurt. It doesn't exist because yeah. we don't get a representation. It takes a black leader. That's what, the whole reason to I'm setting that. this up like this. It takes a black leader to set up White History Month, bro. Yeah. You got it? Go. Now, the next headline mm-hmm. of duration says this relating to the point David brought up, our listener. Many Trump voters think we need a White History Month. See how racist they are?
2: Yeah, good point.
1: Black History Month, my least favorite time of the year, says the next racist. (laughs) See, you just, buddy, it just doesn't end. You just can't win. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. That's how it rolls. Well, while y'all are doing that and debating over the Black History, White History Month racist discussion, Mike is out in the field promoting the. I don't know. I'd try to say free market, but you got the president of the Uni- Vice President of the United States what, backing it, Kurt? Promoting it. What? Well,
2: yeah, this is uh I guess in Ohio, uh, Sam, they have um White History well, Month in July. It's called Yeah, yes. I guess so. Uh Lordstown, Ohio. You've heard of that, right? Um yeah, anyway, of course. apparently apparently it was a Big, I uh, believe the Lordstown, where...
1: though, is the town that obeys God the most, but that's just me.
2: Good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, this was uh, it, before in this town called Lordstown, Ohio. They had a uh, GM or a General Motors plant there, and uh, GM so that, a decided car to plant shut plant? it down. Well, sort of uh, General Motors, but, you know, I mean, in this case, uh, they they decided to shut it down, so the president was upset about it quite a while back. they uh, rolled in there without group... a
1: mask and people freaked. I remember.
2: <laughs> well, I'm sure. Uh, but I was thinking this was a little while even before that. Oh, okay. But they uh, apparently uh, um, have now um, reopened the plant. And um, the plant is owned by something called Lordstown Motors. It was previously known as Workhorse. Um, and uh, they're making these electric Pickups, um, they're like fifty-two grand, um, and uh, goes into production in twenty twenty-one. They say it's expected to appeal to the commercial and fleet market. Um, Pre- Vice President Pence said, "I got to tell you, it's a nice ride, and I'm a truck guy. I'm currently between trucks right now, but I'm looking." Um, and uh, the plant uh, employed as many as forty-five hundred workers. Uh, before manufacturing the Chevy Cruze, that was when it closed down in 2019. They planned to hire 500 to 800 employees, and uh, Mike Prince uh, was there celebrating the news.
1: We'll talk about it a little bit more in a second on your radio, ladies and gentlemen.
8: I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not-yet-born, for looking the other way, and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest, I will not equivocate, and I will not excuse, I will not retreat an inch, and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.
1: All right, Kurt, did you read the headline of this story about Mike Pence hanging out at the uh, GM factory?
2: Okay, it says uh, Mike Pence helps launch Endurance Electric Pickup in Lordstown, Ohio.
1: Now, I'm wondering what I got to do to get Mike Pence to launch my product, buddy. Because I'm telling you right now, whatever product I put together, if I get the Vice President of the United States to just double down and come on site and promote my product, it might help me, Kurt. That'd be pretty neat, wouldn't it? I think you're right. Mm-hmm. That's why I say yeah. it's government motors. Well, whose pickup is this? Is it GM's?
2: No. no. Uh, apparently, uh, the company or the plant was owned by GM, the way I understand it. And the government sold and it. And now, well, GM uh, closed it down, and then it was uh, uh, they sold the plant to Lordstown Motors. This, yes, the according to the sold Breitbart it, right? piece. Well, yeah, if you figure the government is General Motors, um, you know, then uh, the Lordstown Motors was previously known as what's called Workhorse, I guess, Motors, I suppose. And uh, so then um, these people are now building these uh, electric uh, electric trucks. trucks, pickups. Now,
1: here's or, the next question, though. So President Vice President uh, Pence, why would he go and promote this product, Kurt?
2: Well, I think the main reason that he was there um I like US manufacturing. Is, well, that's one of it. Okay. Uh you got but you've got Ohio that is so key yeah. to the uh, um electoral winds. I get it. Uh, so are you comfortable
1: with all that? Kurt?
2: Well, the thing that uh, you know that I see Sam is when it comes to politics, uh, you know, it's kind of a there's a little saying in our church that says uh, all things are spiritual. Uh, as far as I can see, <laughs> in in the uh, in government world, uh, all things are political, Sam. Sad um, but true, huh? And, and so um, the thing I would say is he's definitely uh, meeting with the people. He's uh, kind of uh, heralding uh an improvement uh you've got the whole environmental issue here sam yes and you've got a
1: a factory shutting down or reopening right
2: right you've got people you know getting a job or going back to work you know um you know so there's a number of you know things you could say to trumpet about the whole america first plan and that kind of idea um you know, that I uh, appreciate about it, you know.
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting to How much is one of these electric vehicles, Kurt? If you wanted to go ahead and bust out and get a an electric Well, it says out,
2: yeah. the $52,500 electric vehicle. Let me uh, just stop you there, there and say so the chance of
1: buying a $52,000 vehicle of any kind is zero, my friend. Zero.
2: Well, I think uh, they're closer when they get sold more and more, Sam. Um, you mean and the reason I electric was, vehicles? Well, I'm saying that uh, when more and more people buy those brand new ones like that, then you and I, um, you know, and maybe others on the, I guess you could call us on the lower end of the food chain or the, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, the trickle-down economic thing or whatever, um, it's it makes it so that um, they're more and more available to us. Uh, so I welcome, you know, new Things like this, and and so How I, much uh, government
1: subsidy does this one get, Kurt?
2: I don't know, Sam, uh, but I do know that uh, um, you know fifty-two grand, uh, at least as far as I know. Some many other trucks. Isn't Musk supposed to out with his like
1: what? How much was his eighty grand? I think
2: that's what I remember. For Forty grand, uh, I can't I just, remember. You know. Yeah, yeah. I would. Mean, it's hard for me to remember which one. Yeah, wow. the prices. I I don't typically look at them, you know. Come on, uh, but I I remember years ago I I had never even checked on the price of a Cadillac until I I found one. I I asked somebody the price and I was really surprised because it was new. You know, it was about ten times what it was used. And I thought, well, hey, you know, it's nice to know that when it gets yeah, the used, truck will start at forty while, grand. It
1: comes in a you know different. On the amount the Elon of mileage Musk ranges. The Elon Musk truck, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. They call it the Cyber go. Truck, Kurt. So, you know, how well uh, is, is the $52,000 truck going to do when, you know, Tesla has out a $40,000 truck, Kurt? Well, there you go. And are they both subsidized or just the GM government Pro- one? Probably. Yeah. And
2: it's just hard to know.
1: All right. Well, I'm just wondering. I just find that very interesting. If I got subsidies on my products and then I got Mike Pence to peddle them for me, I'd be in pretty good shape, buddy. That's good what I'm point. talking about. See, and, and this is the broader versus the narrow perspective. The narrow perspective says, look, I believe in a free market and the Constitution. Hey, you know what? The Vice President ought not be doing this. We shouldn't be funding government motors, a GM, or we shouldn't be, you know, doing these things. And then at the same time you go, but yet, you know, compared to a plant closing, at least they're reopening it. At least they're trying to invest in the free market and you know, on one hand, it's better than doing nothing. So I agree with Kurt that it's kind of hard to, you know, in this world we live in, you know, when do you determine an act as a good act in spite of it all? Right? Despite the fact that a lot of these electric vehicles have government subsidies, despite that, you know, you got these um, one company getting a benefit or a political, all things are political, as Kurt just said. You know, but when do you say, you know what, Pence is doing a good job promoting the free market, defending American jobs? It's very, very difficult to ferret out in a topsy turvy world because if you true if you have a true pure interpretation of the Constitution, you'll never be happy, Kurt. In our modern day, we're so far afield from it that it's very difficult to ferret your way through. All right, don't worry, Kurt. Got uh, he's going to tell you about the high jump now, man. Did Pence contribute to this high jump, Kurt? <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know about that, Sam. I mean, I think he's part of it, I guess you could say. But the headline reads, A record high jump in consumer spending despite income decline. Um, I guess this is where the uh, credit card guys would be happy, I suppose, or something. Or at least there's a little bit more what you'd call what consumer confidence, uh, you know, at least they say... Uh, uh, the consumer spending rose 8.2 percent um and uh that was compared with april and this is in may um and you know so there's there's just at least a little bit of good news out there wages and salaries jumped uh you know and so they had all those drops and things like that when we shut down the economy so there's uh I guess you could say it may be a silver lining out there, you know.
1: Yeah, and they're pushing up minimum wages everywhere now. And a lot of it was just pent up, uh, you know, needful spending that people had that they just put on hold. And they're, you know, they get out and they're like, we got to do this and this and this and this and this while we have the chance before they lock us down again. But it's true. At least, you know, uh, it's hard to celebrate consumer spending. Uh, despite income decline, it's hard to celebrate that in a way I mean it's good that people are out in the economy, but consumer spending if it's debt spending is hard to be for right and uh despite income decline, if your incomes are declining, it's not really good that you go on a spending spree, but at the same time, hey, at least the economy's starting to kind of sputter back you know if I'm a business, I'm hoping somebody's gonna spend something so again it's it's a very mixed bag of discussions, right. All right. There's a big old loss Kurt wants to tell you about.
2: Mm, Nike well, report? the headline reads, Nike reports uh, surprise $790 million loss, 46% plunge in North American sales. Can I take out the word um, surprise
1: in this article, Kurt? Because it ain't a surprise, dude. You shut down the economy, you back Colin Keeper Neck, and you wonder why Nike's not doing very well?
2: Well, yeah. that's. It ain't no surprise like to anybody.
1: It's just obvious as all get out that... You know, when you allow the government to do this kind of stuff and you back these causes that, you know, most Americans don't agree with, but they don't want to speak out because they're afraid they'll get lambasted or slam basted, whatever you want to call it for it. Right. Then, you know, it's not a surprise. Nike reports seven hundred ninety million dollar loss, 46 percent plunge in North American sales. That's not a surprise to me. Is it to you, Kurt? In fact, if a business did okay, I'd be surprised in, in the modern shut everybody down plan that we've got going on.
2: Couldn't agree more, Sam. All right.
1: Jim Jordan in the news.
2: Well, that's right. Uh, Jim Jordan. uh, Let's see. There it is. Democrats attacked Jim Jordan for not wearing masks during hearings while not doing it themselves. Um, uh, It's just, I guess you could say more of the whole uh, masked uh, men. You got to understand they're on a Uh,
1: protest. They don't need to wear masks. They're not hurting anybody. They're just That's the right. ends justify the means. Now, this guy, because he wants to do conservative stuff without his mask, he's an outright killer. They're mm-hmm. saints and he's a killer. You got it? I mean it's insanity, folks, and you see it everywhere. But you know what? The media has got it spun to where it's all against the conservatives right now. Trump's on the ropes. Even all the Republicans are planning to go ahead and tell him you got to wear masks. How long will it be till they mandate masks, Kurt? Will Fauci get his way and prevail over the Donald? And will Donald cave and force us all to wear masks? I pray the answer is no. Know.
2: I know Biden wants everybody to wear a mask. Right?
1: Yeah, so does Pelosi and so do most of the Republicans. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate President Trump for holding out. Here's what I'm saying. But how yes. long can he, you know, tolerate the onslaught alone. He's virtually alone.
2: Yeah, I guess Joe Biden says, I will force Americans to wear masks in public.
1: Darn right he will, see? I mean, it's just insanity going on. And this guy doesn't have any hard questions. Kid gloves for Joe. I mean, it's just beyond imagination. Right? All right, there you have it. Joe Biden and I will force Americans to wear masks in public. Jim, Democrats attack Jim Jordan for not wearing a mask. President Trump, primarily the only Republican standing strong against mandated masks. Because here's what their claim is, Kurt. If one person in the room doesn't wear a mask or one person on the plane or the train or wherever doesn't wear a mask, it puts the whole group at risk. You know, that's their, their narrative, right?
2: Well, it's the same thing with the vaccines, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is, sir. Uh-huh. I mean, the herd could be safe if it wasn't for Sam. You know, see what I mean? It's just crazy. You just can't win, though. How do you win an argument with these people? You know, you say, well, there's not scientific evidence about the masks. And they're like, you know what? Scientific evidence or not, I feel like it's better to wear masks than not. Therefore, my feeling, my belief on this is going to force you to go along or be ostracized from society. To be flat out ran out on a rail, a maskless enemy. The friends are the ones wearing Halloween masks, Kurt. The enemies are maskless. Don't you know? I mean, it is beyond imagination what we're even discussing on this stuff, Kurt. Alright, let's get our anarchist buddy uh, uh, Becky Ackers Yes sir
2: You know, I'm looking for some of those masks that you can buy that say I can't breathe on them
1: Why do you want those?
2: Mm, To point out the silliness of it.
1: You just want to show how evil you are I don't know why you think you can't breathe, you're white you probably shouldn't be breathing anyway See what I mean? I do All right, why don't you make them, Kurt? Why don't you bust out and make those masks? I can't breathe masks. I guess Kurt's thinking about a new business idea right now. He's silent. I'm working on it. You're working on making them? Good. All right, anyway, we'll let you know, ladies and gentlemen, Kurt wants I can't breathe masks. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up, lovingliberty.net on your radio. God save the republic.
0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. Hard hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for July 1st in the year of our Lord, 2020. Hour 2 of 2 in the goal, always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Wow, we got a lot going on today, man. Becky Akers in the house, well known for her incredible novels, By Them Before Their Band, Abducting Arnold, The Other Side of the Band Arnold Story, and Hailstorm, an incredible book about Nathan Hale, one of the greatest patriots ever known. Welcome, Becky. Thank you,
9: Sam. It's always a pleasure and a privilege.
1: All right, there's so much to talk about. I want to start out <laughs> uh, with this article about that Kurt Cosby has about LeBron James. Kurt,
2: all right, uh, Sam, the uh, LeBron James uh, headline uh, here from uh, our buddies there at, uh, I guess this is a CNN piece, but the headline reads, "Yeah, Kurt's buddies over there LeBron. at CNN." lebron james gets a hundred million dollar investment to build media empire um you know i guess a guy's short of cash
1: who gave the poor guy a hundred million kurt poor lebron yeah poor downtrodden doesn't have a chance in america black dude with no money I and mean, what the heck
2: well you know it's a, probably an affirmative action thing bloomberg's got the piece though it says uh LeBron James gets a hundred million investment to build media empire. The King and his longtime business partner, Maverick Carter, have formed a new company with an unapologetic agenda. Uh, Jason Kelly writes a piece there at Bloomberg uh, Business Week. He says, We've been through a lot this year. That's what LeBron James said, the uh, three time NBA champion. L.A. Laker uh, talked to this guy on Zoom, yeah, you know, um, and he had his childhood friend and business partner Maverick Carter there. Uh, second of the two interviews, anyway. Go on down through there. I, I you know, I'm looking to see uh, where they got the hundred million. They say they raised it, um, so I suppose that means they got some investors, you know that Andy up, uh, they call it Spring Hill uh, Company. It's named for the Akron apartment complex where James and his mom moved when he was in sixth grade. Spring Hill, there you go, Sam.
1: All right, what um, do you think of that, Becky? LeBron James gets $100 million to build a media company. That ought to help the press stand tall, huh?
9: Well, I have it's to give him nuts. So He's confessing up front he has an agenda. And that's far preferable to most media companies that want us to to think and continue to claim they're unbiased and they're simply reporting the news. It's nice to have a propagandist admit I'm peddling propaganda. So, one up on the other media companies in my book.
1: Good point. What is the agenda, Kurt? Does he say what his agenda is? Well,
2: um, Sam, it seems like this guy's uh, open about that, but. You know, he uh, adds his buddy Carter, you know, this this um, partner of his says, uh, when you grow up in a place like where we were, no matter how talented you are. And if you don't even know that other things exist, there's no way for you to ever feel empowered because you're like, I'm confined to this small world. That's our duty. A lot of. Hold on a minute.
1: How is LeBron Um, James confined to a small world? Well,
2: I know that's the key point, but this is part of that whole racism. This guy's got more money than I can ever thing. make
1: in my life. He's got fame and fortune. What, where has America held old LeBron down? I don't see it.
2: The only I'm holding saying, down LeBron
1: the, is is when a white guy goes against him and tries to stop him from scoring. Yeah, and they're I mean, not supposed to. <laughs> well, know. of course not. You get a foul for that, and if it's too aggressive, you get a technical for that, right? Anyway, I look at good it and go, point. this isn't a political story. Uh, wait a minute. This isn't a sports story, right? What is I, this?
2: I guess uh, Carter, um, uh, you know. And and, how much uh, free media says do you Carter get took you advantage. Your media
1: company on CNN, Kurt?
2: Yeah, good point. <laughs> so you get 100 um, million yeah. plus
1: tons of free coverage to what, hold you down? CNN holding LeBron, LeBron down now?
2: I guess it says they signed a TV production deal with Walt Disney and they're working with Netflix on a basketball themed uh, movie that would star Adam Sandler um you know anyway these guys have got a lot of things going on maybe, uh, yes, they maybe do. they'll be able to make ends meet
1: so just so i understand this Netflix moving 100 million to empower black banks and now lebron gets 100 million that's 200 million dollars literally going to special people based on their, quote, race, Becky. Sounds racist to me.
9: Oh, absolutely it's racist. We should all understand that black lies matter. And one black lie is that all white people are racist and all black people are free of such wickedness. Um, This is not true at all. Every human being is an individual every human being has his own quirks and follies and virtues and vices. LeBron James is just like all the rest of us in that. Um, he is a racist in that he's promoting black culture and, um, you know, is, is, but again, I give him credit. He's admitting that. Um, incidentally, he's already established a school in his hometown of Akron, Ohio. And what it does is take in, Black kids, and indoctrinate them in Marxism um, under the guise, of course, of um, protecting them and tutoring them and teaching them. I believe, I'm not positive about this, I believe it's a residential school, so these kids are exposed 24-7 and it's also got room for their families, I believe. I'm not positive about that. Somebody can change.
1: Yeah, he it needs to call his school a religious school, Becky, because if he does that now, he gets special privilege at the trough via the Supreme well, Court headline says religious schools can get public funding now.
9: Well, Sam, if if this school is teaching Marxism, it is in fact a religious school because Marxism See? is religion.
1: What do you think, Kurt? LeBron, with his religious school teaching Marxism, can now get a bunch more cash.
2: Well, I'm a lot more for uh, Kanye West's uh, religious uh, teachings, and you know, but they're not going to give him much coverage uh, because uh, the guy's kind of left the uh, plantation, if you will. I think. Yeah, uh, you can't say that compared to LeBron.
1: But I look at this and I go, what's going on here? The Supreme Court just said now that we can fund religious, religious schools can't be exempt. When government funds schools, then religious schools can grab a piece of the pie as much as anybody, says the Supreme Court. And I look at this and I go, people are hailing this as a phenomenal win.
9: Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> and, I, and I'm not seeing it that way. Here's the way I look at it. You got the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, which is compulsory education. Designed to indoctrinate a society into the simple principles of communism. And then we're celebrating that government funding can back the religious schools. And at first glance, you say, well, at least there's school choice. But then you dig a little deeper and you go, wait a minute. With that funding, will be strings, will be control, will be indoctrination. And once you take the money and you get hooked, it reminds me of the folks that want abstinence education in the government schools. Hey, you know, if we're going to teach sex, we better teach the abstinence too, which is fine because I'm for abstinence in education. But what happens is that the second you do that now, pretty soon you'll have the abstinence people begging at the trough for more money, not getting rid of the government sex education in the first place. See, because they'll just be like, well, we got our portion, they got their portion, let's just, you know, we don't want to... Uh, And pretty soon they're advocating for something that they should be against. This, in my personal opinion, spells disaster for religious schools and their independence, Becky.
9: Absolutely, it does, Sam. You know, it's very interesting how Americans like to bury their heads in the sand and figure that universal laws don't apply to them. For instance, one universal law is that what you get, you pay for and Americans have tried to avoid that as much as they can with their love of Marxism. They want somebody else paying for everything. They want the rich people paying their fair share, by which they mean they want their rent paid by somebody else. They want their uh, their Internet paid for by somebody else. I mean, it just goes on and on. They, they fully expect the education of their children to be paid for by all their friends and neighbors. Um, another one that they are getting away with, is what you have just said that you know um there just is there are no consequences and that whoever pays the piper doesn't call the tune okay that's a universal law if you're paying for it you get to say how it's going to be done every time the government steps up and pays for something it gets to decide how it's done It gets to decide what kind of housing poor people will live in because poor people want it to pay for their housing. It gets to decide what foods you'll eat if you are poor. Look at all of the strings that are attached to, quote, SNAP benefits, okay? You can buy milk, but you can't buy this other Kool-Aid or whatever. I, I don't know what the rules are offhand, but you ask anybody who's on SNAP and they'll tell you, yeah, I can't buy what I want. I have to buy what's covered. Okay, So this idea that the government can just hand the school money and the school is not ultimately going to be corrupted by this, is not ultimately going to have to do what the government tells it to do, that's just a fantasy. Uh, There's a real-life example of this, Sam. There's a school, a university in South Carolina. I don't know if any of your listeners are familiar with it. Bob Jones University. Uh, back in the 1940s and 50s and 60s, it was under tremendous pressure to accept government funding, and it steadfastly refused because it absolutely knew this was going to happen. And Bob Jones had a lot of rules that the Fed would not have approved.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, a very interesting, a complete government takeover is happening before your very eyes. We'll break it down on your radio. Becky Akers with us.
10: Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to givemelibertyfund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. Kosher.
11: Certified. Put the two words together to get Kosher certified, which is spelled with an SEH instead of just SH. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-C-H still make the shh sound as in all those American food producers saying, shh, let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this. The Kosher Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities. And it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified we call that nkc start memeing it it's fun nkc not kosher certified now to confuse our audience even more we put a question mark at the end of our name and that really cinched our trademark approval it relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior the kosherquestion.com.
1: i submit there's a government takeover of everything ladies and gentlemen the economy The education, so much for the Republicans saying they were going to dump the education department. Wow, it's on steroids. (laughs) Crazy. Now the court's saying religious schools can get government funding, too. That'll be disaster uh, because eventually those who fund it will call the shots. Write it down. Remember who warned you first. All right, Bill Gates in the news now. And Bill Gates is saying, hey, U.S. not even close to doing enough to fight the pandemic, Kurt.
2: Well, yeah, what do you think uh, Bill wants to add to uh, the fight, Sam?
1: I think, first of all, Bill wants to add this. They're really pushing this. We're going to go ahead and trace and and then contact uh, and then force quarantine and or vaccinate. And, you know, really, Bill Gates is behind this whole plot. His real goal is population control. He wants to, uh, you know, decrease the population. His real goal is a whacked out control mechanism via big tech, uh, as far as I can tell. And so they're not doing enough to fight pandemic. What they can do is they can get these um, contact tracing apps on the phone and control and figure out where everybody's going. And Oh, they've already got that. Okay. Um, he wants to let you know that he's got it now. And then he wants to use that to literally force you to quarantine. He wants to t- take your kids away from you. He wants to use this, you know, contact tracing and then testing and then quarantine and then vaccination plan to get rich on the backs of the people while he promotes this political tyrannical agenda. Uh, that's Bill Gates in a nutshell, Kurt.
2: I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you say to that, Becky? The guy's a nutcase, like
1: man.
9: Well, my greatest distress in all of this, Sam, is how quickly the American church has fallen in line with all of this nonsense. Um, They do everything they can to assist and aid Bill Gates instead of trying to worship and honor the Lord. Uh, Those of you who are attending a church now, if your church has reopened, you've probably been forced to adopt all kinds of measures that you oppose, such as wearing masks, such as calling ahead or getting online and registering for a service, instead of simply going and attending as you always did, okay? And this is being done specifically so that the Church has a record of who attended and contact can be traced, okay? Um, let me ask pastors, those of you who are instituting all of this, who are cooperating with a wicked man and his very evil agenda, instead of looking to Scripture, which says, first take not the assembling of yourselves together, okay, which throughout the Old and New Testaments upholds corporate in-person worship. So let me ask all of you who cooperated and shut down your churches rather than defy such a godless command, let me ask you when a speaker shows up at the door who hasn't been a lifelong attendee and doesn't know that the rules have changed, who hasn't gotten your email about registering to worship, Are you going to turn this person away? If so, hell is not hot enough for you. That is the most godless, anti-Christian, anti-biblical step I have ever heard of. And yet every church I've come across so far is imposing this as it reopens. Now, I'm not saying all churches are. possible I don't know about some that are opening without this. But this is straight from the pit of hell. And you will answer to Almighty God one day. This antisocial distancing, okay? What do you do with Jesus Christ who laid his hands on lepers? Do you know how contagious leprosy is as opposed to the silly little coronavirus? Do you know you die from leprosy as opposed to the silly little coronavirus, which kills a few but not very many? What do you do with commands in the Bible that say greet one another with a holy kiss. Okay? There's nothing in the Bible that says you should separate yourself from everybody physically. In fact, we're commanded to go out into the world and minister. And there are numerous examples in the Bible of people being together physically, laying their hands on one another for healing. And yet, pastors are following the advice from the Centers for Disease Control let me ask you about that, too, there, Pastor. The CDC openly advocates sodomy and transgenderism, and if you don't believe me, you go to their website. Just go to their website, enter sodomy or transgenderism into their search engine, and boom. All, actually, I'm sorry. You'll have to uh, enter homosexual and transgenderism into their search engine, and then you will find that they are not simply giving information, which would be bad enough. Because these abnormal behaviors don't occur to people until they're suggested over and over again. No, they are actively promoting both deviant lifestyles,
1: okay? Funded by our tax dollars eventually to be pushed into the religious schools <laughs> via those same tax dollars, Becky.
9: Yes, absolutely. So, Sam, that is my take on everything. I, I, Bill Gates is beyond evil. This whole coronavirus hysteria and brouhaha and absolute scam is being pushed by people like him. He's not alone. There are a great, great many totalitarians and evil, wicked sinners in this world looking to control the rest of us. But the whole lot of them are just inspired right from the depths of hell. And yet pastors are by and large 95% is my unofficial estimate, 95 Five percent of the pastors in America have cooperated and done exactly what these demons have told them to.
1: I'm a black robe regiment guy myself.
9: Excellent. Excellent. What a pity that we don't have a black-robed regiment today, that instead we have traitors and cowards who are selling out God's church. The black-robed regiment is among my many heroes. Uh, the clergy from the American Revolution that preach over and over again, the value of liberty and the wickedness of government. Sam, can you imagine if instead of caving to godless governors' demands that they close, pastors had instead stood up as the Black Road Regiment would have and said, we're not closing. Can you imagine how many businessmen might have followed suit and people would not be bankrupt today and families would not be facing eviction because they can't make their rent because their breadwinner lost his job? What if the pastors went a little bit further and actively preached against all of this nonsense in the pulpit? What if they said, We're not gonna wear masks? This is harmful and the Lord commands us to take care of our bodies. We are his temple. Well what would have happened? We would have had outright rebellion against this. And instead And
1: Donald Trump, the only Republican literally not doubling down in support of masks right now. You got everybody, the Democrats, the Republicans, everybody pushing for masks. Uh, Joe Biden says if he gets elected, he's going to mandate masks. Pelosi's saying the same thing. President Trump holding back, but how long will it be till Fauci and crowd, Fauci and company have their way and eventually we're forced to wear masks?
9: Because it's such a symbol of control, Sam. You know, I, I saw something very amusing on the internet. Uh, there was a guy asking, what if they find out that the COVID germ? never comes down to earth it actually floats about three feet up in the air and so your your politicians and bureaucrats command us all to crawl nobody's going to get up above their knees you have to stay on your hands and knees all the time are you all going to do it i mean this is what we're down to is these people are commanding us to wear masks
1: we could do the gomer pile right now and be like golly if it keeps everybody safe it's 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 insanity. It's literal insanity, ladies and gentlemen. Now listen to this. Kurt Crosby's got an iPhone, and he's got a hidden map of everywhere he goes, don't you, Kurt?
2: Well, according to uh, these reports I'm seeing, that's the and way it, it is. Did tell you how to find It, yours, Kurt? Uh, uh, it says uh, your iPhone has a hidden map um, of everywhere you go. How to find it? Uh, Sean Keach writes for Digital Technology, and the science editor. Um, I just thought uh, you could maybe clue us in on. Well, did this he give you the instructions, course, Kurt?
1: Did you follow him?
2: Well, no, I didn't. I just figured you'd already know all Wait a minute. The instructions are there, and you this.
1: didn't follow them. Well,
2: I mean, I just can't understand. All right, we're gonna leave Kurt to follow like
1: these this. instructions on there. If he's gonna tell, if Sean's gonna tell Kurt how to find it, I want Sean to, you know, Kurt to follow Sean's directions. And tell them how to find it, right?
2: Well, he says it's buried deep within your iPhone settings. Yeah. Shows your exact movements over so the past So he's telling you to go months. to settings,
1: Kurt, first off, right? So All you right. should go there. Uh, and keep it doing that. says
2: your, fee- your iPhone has a feature called location services. Yes, it does. Which turn turn uses that on so your track your move track
1: remove, my friend.
2: This includes significant locations, a rolling log of your real-world movements. Yes, sir. Um, says, uh, for instance, if your iPhone knows about your daily commute, it can provide tailored timing information about your journey. Um, anyway, yeah. um, I, I just figured you'd know all about this since it's high-tech. No, I want Sam. you
1: to follow the directions. I know plenty about it, but I want you to follow Sean's directions, my friend, because you don't even know if it's true or not, do you? All right, hang tight. I In don't. meantime, could doomsday bunkers become the new normal? Kurt wants to ask you that. Becky Akers with us, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, it's a complete societal takeover right now, folks. Your daily Liberty Newswire.
0: You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes.
6: There was a major upset in a Colorado Republican primary yesterday with political newcomer and staunch gun rights activist Lauren Boebert beating Congressman Scott Tipton, who'd been endorsed by President Trump. Here's political analyst Larry Sabato to put it in perspective.
7: Very unexpectedly. He's uh, had five terms, been in for 10 years, and was expected to win easily.
6: The winner, Boebert, who first made headlines for letting servers at her restaurant carry firearms, is pro-Trump and had accused Tipton of not doing enough to support his policies. President Trump is dismissing reports about what he knew and when he knew it when it comes to reports that Russia put bounties on the heads of American soldiers in Afghanistan. Tweeting the Russia bounty story is another made-up item by Fake News. This is USA Radio News.
12: Hi, this is Wayne Allen Ruth for The Magamall, The the MAGA Mall is your one-stop online shopping mall for great MAGA and Trump caps, t-shirts, flags, face masks, coins, jewelry, and other products. They even have MAGA cowboy hats. They pride themselves offering the largest selection of the finest quality MAGA caps on the market at the most competitive prices, and your satisfaction is guaranteed. The vast majority of the MAGA caps available on the markets, they are pure junk. The MAGA Mall caps are made from premium cotton with the finest embroidery, everything on their caps embroidered, every star and every stripe, the presidential seal, Even the present signature. When you purchase a cap from the MAGA Mall, you can rest assured you're buying the finest MAGA cap made. They have Rolls-Royce caps at Chevrolet prices. Get 10% off your order. Use promo code WAR10. That's WAR10 at checkout for the highest quality MAGA products. Go to themagamall.com. That's the, T-H-E, MAGA, M-A-G-A, mall, M-A-L-L, dot com. themagamall.com.
6: Mississippi is officially giving up the Confederate emblem that's appeared on its state flag. Governor Tate Reeves saying the change is a way to move forward, so he's happy to sign that bill passed by lawmakers over the weekend. He said a flag is a symbol of the state's present, its people, and its future, and he says in this case it needs to be changed. Minors in Florida will now need parental permission before getting an abortion. Governor Ron DeSantis has signed a bill into law requiring anybody under 18 to have parental consent. Doctors would not be allowed to perform the procedure without a notarized letter from the patient's parent or guardian. It looks like most Americans think the U.S. is in trouble. A new Pew Research poll shows 71% of people are angry when they think about the state of the nation find us online anytime we're at usaradio.com and this is usa radio news
8: i want to dedicate this song to mr rupert murdoch
1: all right so kurt was following the directions before we get a response from that let me just break down a little bit of kurt's question here because kurt basically is saying hey they're saying you can track your every move by your iphone and kurt's basically asking sam bushman your tech resident if it's true Does an iPhone have a hidden map of everywhere you go and how to find it? The answer is yes. The problem is, can you access it? And the answer is maybe. Uh, The question becomes, do they track your every move? And the answer is clearly. And you would say, well, no, Sam, that's not true. And my response is, oh, yeah, go look at the lawsuits. Google has been caught doing this over and over and over and over. You think Apple's above it? You're, You're fooling yourself, folks. Okay, the truth is they know everywhere you go with your phone. They can triangulate using the cell phone towers and know where you've been and where you go. They log every call you make. They log every text that goes in and out. They log every time uh, you move to a new tower. They keep track of your phone. Okay, But it even gets worse than that because there's overlying technologies. And some are more invasive than others. So you got the cell tower simple example I gave, which isn't very finite in its tracking but it will tell where you are. And if you don't believe me, go research crime stories where they basically find out how they know where somebody went. You go check out the Chad Daybell is his name. Chad Daybell, he's from Idaho. And uh, there were some murders related to Chad and this girl named Lori. Anyway, the bottom line is you go research those articles and it'll tell you, hey, we used Chad's phone. He visited here and he visited here and he was even on the spot where, okay, and somebody else got tracked. It was related to Chad Daybell. And they're like, hey, this guy went to this section of the farm. And he was there from this time to this time. And then he went here. And then he went and he stopped at the gas station and got some food. And then he, how do they know all that? Uh, dear, dear, how dumb am I? Because they're tracking him. That's how they know. Well, how do they, um, wait a minute. They, did they track him after the fact? No, they didn't know they needed to track him. Just after the fact, they went and looked back at the data. That's all. But they were tracking it all along. They didn't know to special track him at the time. Right, okay, so that all the way to now people tracking themselves. You've even got iPhones tied to watches that keep track of every step you take. Voluntarily people install this stuff. So it goes from the general point that I'm making to the voluntary and everything in between. Now the government wants mandated contact tracing, and Apple and Google have said not only will we do it, we'll work together. These two supposedly enemy companies are working together to build the contact tracing. And right now the governments of every state are putting together contact tracing apps that you can download and install willingly, which many, many, many people are doing, all the way to eventually the next updates in the iOS and and the Android operating systems. Uh, They're literally going to have this contact tracing technology in it. So they've been doing this for literally years, and now they're blatantly putting it in plain sight. They're telling you they're doing it. Okay, so can you find the hidden map on your phone? That depends on what you've enabled and what you've disabled in your phone. And okay, but the fact is it exists whether you realize it and whether you can locate it or not. Okay, and I challenge anybody in the tech world to debate me on this. You will lose because I can tell you they are tracing everything you do. And I got case after case after case to prove the point. It's beyond debate. Even George Bush spied on everybody. When he got caught... He said, oh, no, I'm just spying on the folks that are foreign terrorists. And then later it came out, oh, I guess I'm spying on everybody, but no harm, no foul. Don't worry. I love you. I'm trying to protect you. And then Congress backdoor codified his criminal activity. Okay, this was like what, Kurt, 20 years ago? (laughs) Okay, what do they got now? Okay, absolutely, they can track your every move via your phone. To believe any different is naivete, to say the least. Uh, but with that in mind, what happened when you followed the directions, Kurt?
2: Well, I got down to where it was telling me, um, you know, uh, this really isn't the case unless you've done certain things on your phone. And, okay, so it's exactly and, uh, as
1: I've told you. It all depends on what phone yeah. settings you have on if you can see right. it. But no doubt, and, and that's the reason that I had you do the study, because then when I tell you something, you can prove what I said is true right on the spot. Okay, you can't tell oftentimes whether they're tracking your every move and you can't always see the map. It all depends on if you've uh, basically said yes to those things that allow you to see the map or not. So really, if you say yes or no, that you want to opt into this stuff, all they're doing is being transparent to you. If you say yes, that, oh, yeah, you can see it now, too. If you say no, then what it means is you can't see it, but they still keep it. Okay, and you've just proven what I'm telling you to be true. Becky, what do you say to all this?
9: Uh, Sam, you're absolutely 100% on the mark. Uh, You know, the cameras in your phone, the cameras in your computer, those are all activated. Ed Snowden uh, took out documents that show and prove internal documents from the NSA that talk about how your camera is always on. What amazes me, Sam, is Echo and whatever else it is from Amazon, the dot or something where it's recording... And a lot of the uh, new smart TVs are doing this, too. It's recording your conversation. Now, it's sold to you as highly convenient. It will operate by voice command. And Amazon actually admits on its website, and we are taping. We will sometimes tune in to what you're saying to further our research and provide better products tailored to what you
1: want but of course don't worry we'll never use personal information it's just aggregate information and that's how they lie and then when they get caught and it is very personalized they'll go oh my goodness we shouldn't have done that that was an oversight we will stop this going forward we promise and then later you find out it happens again go study google and you'll find out they've been caught doing this dozens of times and every time it's like oh we're so sorry they even drove the streets to spy on your wi-fi connections literally drove the streets, spying on everybody and got caught doing it. So, again, the, the, the documentation on this is legendary. It's everywhere. And if you really dig in far enough, you'll find out it's all sponsored by government, in bed with the military, in bed with the collegiate world, and in bed with big tech or big corporations. You've got a triad of literally tyranny by tech going on right now. Anyway, so that's the answer to your question, Kurt. Did I answer it uh, in detail enough for you?
2: I thought you might have something to say about it. All Mm -hmm. right, there
1: you go. Could Doomsday Bunkers, let's go to this one, could Doomsday Bunkers be the new normal, Becky?
9: (laughs) Well, I would not say they're the new normal. I'd say they're the new abnormal, and I'm not even sure how new they are since people have been, uh, talking about them and wishing for one since the 1950s when the feds failed to protect them then as well.
1: Kurt, what do you say?
2: Well, they're talking about these things how they're uh, you know kind of the end thing if you're uh, uh, in the rich and famous crowd, uh, Sam. And so uh, uh, they say uh, you know these guys want to. I I guess they. You know, they want to stick around after there's a big, uh, maybe a nuclear blast or something like that. But uh, New York Times has got the piece, uh, Could Doomsday Bunkers Become the New Normal? Um, You know, and they talk about some hippies uh, looking for some heirloom seeds and build a vault for that. And it shows, uh, you know, it kind of looks like a container, one of those big container boxes being covered up by dirt. Um, and so you're down in this, uh, what they call the Atlas survival shelters. Um, but, um, anyway, I guess some I just folks want to know are if be- folks like in the bunkers, you know, yeah, good point. You're they- going to have trouble in there. I
1: think <laughs> anyway, I just find it an interesting doomsday bunkers. You know, I don't believe in doomsday. I believe in tough times, but I believe Christ will return. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a whole different narrative. And if I keep the commandments of God and I follow Jesus Christ, you know, I believe he'll protect me. And if I'm meant to be here when he returns, I'll be here. And if not, I'll pass away peacefully and go into God's rest and everything else. All right. Jersey mayors of the news, Kurt.
2: Very good, Sam. Yeah. They were talking about. um, You got two voter stories
1: there for us. First one says New Jersey mayor. I guess New Jersey mail-in ballots. All right, Reportedly yeah, destroyed in mail one. truck fire.
2: And of that. course they would have been destroyed. They Nobody would have stolen them and filled them out and, you know, um, put them in some ballot box somewhere. I mean, they were destroyed. Oh, Kurt, they were yeah. destroyed, my just friend. Remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just remember that. Yeah. Um, you know.
1: But I got a question. If I mail in my ballot and I expect vote integrity and then my ballot gets destroyed in a fire, was it? Did my ballot? Um, well, does my vote count turn?
2: Oh, Sam, you don't ask those kind of questions. You're just supposed to ask
1: about these folks in California then.
2: Yeah, good point. The headline uh, written by John Binder says uh, 23K dead registered voters could get cheat by mail ballots. Um, Anyway, uh, that's the way it works, Sam. And uh, we've seen those reports. They pile a bunch of them outside of like apartment buildings. And then at least uh, good folks can fill them out. Becky, I know you don't care about the
1: elections, but I do want to know. There's a debate uh, going on here. Richard Mack believes that Joe Biden or his ilk will win and President Donald Trump will lose in the upcoming election. Uh, He believes that because of vote fraud. He believes that because the media is really running the narrative now. And if you lock everybody down and promote the COVID or corona, then President Trump doesn't stand a chance because he can't meet with the people and et cetera, et cetera. A media-driven campaign where nobody debates, nobody discusses. It's just controlled by the press and their narrative. Uh, on the other hand, Kirk Crosby believes that President Trump will win in a landslide because the Democrats have overreached. I'm not so sure of the truth here, but I want to get your take when we come back. We've got a little bit more to discover on your radio, folks. Hang tight. Hang tight.
0: Attention, Liberty News Radio listeners. Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News the networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone that's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133 make a donation today
5: scott bradley here most americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits unfortunately most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues even worse Many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preserve the nation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. <laughs>
1: All right, Becky Akers riding shotgun, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about all kinds of things on your radio, but I'm submitting to you that it's a complete government takeover of everything we hold dear. And uh, you know what? I know Donald Trump, they say, is trying to prevent it, and I hope it's true, but, man, I don't see it. Everywhere we turn, there's a massive government takeover. All right, in California, 23K. I guess they get, uh, what, cheap by mail ballots?
2: That's right, Sam. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: No problem. Then, of course, if I mail in my ballot, it gets burned up in a fire, and I don't know if my vote counts. Other than that, ain't no problem. Anyway, the reason I bring all that up, though, is that, you know what, Becky, um, there's a big debate. Who's going to win? Is Trump or uh, the opposition Biden, at least, unless they, you know, decide he's unworthy and they take him out and put somebody else there? Um, It's a polar discussion, isn't it?
9: (laughs) Yeah, if I were Biden... I wouldn't be running because I think the chances of his committing suicide with Hillary Clinton somewhere in the vicinity is pretty good. Um, Let me preface everything I say.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So then we need a T-shirt that says Biden Lives Matter?
9: Maybe we all should start wearing that, yes. Um, (laughs) I, I don't believe that politics are the answer to anything. Ever. politics? Is yeah, speaking cult.
1: of that, Kurt wants a shirt that says I can't, or a mask that says I can't breathe.
9: Good for you. Good for you. Um, I
1: tell people I'm wearing my mask, and they look at me when my mask isn't on, and they say, okay, and I say, God gave it to me. <laughs> but that's <laughs> just me. All right, so who do you think is going to win? I know politics isn't the answer, but who's going to win?
9: I hope it's Trump. Not because I'm a Trump fan. I'm not but because I think he is less harmful than the other sociopaths who have indicated they are so desirous of power over us that they will endure the rigors and grueling campaigning that's required to get that. Let's remember that through American history, occasionally candidates have lost their lives, such as Robert Kennedy and others. Um, And yet these people are willing to require a Social Security detail because there are so many of us who hate them and don't want them telling us what to do. So anyways, this is their desire for power over us. They're willing to risk their lives. And even if they don't lose their life, they're willing to upend their lives in pursuit of power over us. So they are truly terrifying people. You know, Sam, during the uh, early days of the country, uh, if a man wanted to become president, people ran from him. They understood how sociopathic that was. The worst thing you could do, even in colonial times, was indicate that you wanted an office if if you were out there. Uh, you know People always marvel that George Washington over and over said, "I don't want to be president. I don't want to do all this." Um, But that's why they they wanted him was precisely because and he was not lying. He was sincere. I want to be a farmer. So when we look at all these people, if socialists and outright communists become the president of the United States and Biden is a communist, he will deny that. He'll call himself something else like a democratic socialist, perhaps. I don't know. I don't follow him. I think he's an inept fool. Uh, I just I had a patience to study him. But if he does, in fact, call himself a democratic socialist, regardless of what else he says, look at what he's voted for during his long political career and look at what he has advocated. It is always Marxism. It is always totalitarianism. It is always his stances are calculated to give more power to the people ruling over us.
1: Amen to that. We've got to go quickly to a few more stories, though. Biden, Cancer Initiative. Kurt, be quick on this one.
2: Well, the bottom line is uh, this is a story that tells about uh, Joe Biden uh, putting together a bunch of money, and uh, most of all the money that's supposed to help for cancer got spent by the, uh, well, the big shots. And uh, shouldn't surprise you, right, Sam?
1: Uh, no, why would it surprise me? That's what Biden does. Far
2: for the course.
1: Yeah, that's what he'll do with your government money, too, if he gets the chance. All right, Catholic teacher in the news, Kurt.
2: Yeah, this one, uh, this is a piece uh, from Breitbart. says, Catholic teacher fired for criticizing Black Lives Matter movement. Conservatives need to be on offense, uh, she says. Uh, And uh, this uh, Catholic high school theology teacher fired for criticizing the Black Lives Matter movement. Offered his remarks uh, and uh, basically described Black Lives Matter as a terrorist organization on Twitter. He recalled, I said, Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. Uh, and uh, well, uh, Couldn't agree with
1: the Catholic <laughs> teacher more, Kurt.
2: Yeah, good point, Sam.
1: All right, but that's what you have in the government schools and all the good people are going to start to flee the ship as it gets controlled by federal government money ladies and gentlemen write it down
9: that may be why there's such a push now to get private schools into the government's clutches
1: yes it is because they know full well people won't go to government schools because of the covid and so they want to eventually co-opt high school or you know government schools in bed with the religious schools then eventually they'll come out to the home schools write it down all right catholic teacher very very interesting call on that one swedish supermarket chain kurt
2: very good sam uh swedish supermarket chain says uh the headline from breitbart gonna label climate impact of products so like let's say you buy um i don't know a can of sardines are gonna tell you somehow how it um ruined the climate and uh you know, you're supposed to feel better if you um Yeah, so if you do Twinkies,
1: some... it's environmentally safe. If you do, like, um, vegetables, then it'll kill everybody, Becky. <laughs> uh. you I mean, imagine a climate register here. It'll be a Sweden eventually to be exported to the United States, I'm sure, right?
9: And then it'll be an app for your phone.
1: Yes, there will. That way they can prove Kurt Winton got a Twinkie when he wasn't supposed to. See what That's I mean? Right. I mean, it's just the things they're doing. Absolute total control, absolute total tracing, a Swedish supermarket chain to label the climate impact of products. Wow. Man, your environmental footprint is just going to explode. So it'll be,
2: you know, like on there where it tells you how much protein and how much whatever's in there. It'll also tell you, you know, big red letters or whatever that, you know, it's like you're ruining the planet when you buy this, uh, Is that pretty much the way you see it?
1: Yeah, vitamins will be the worst on the list, buddy. Good point.
9: And imagine how that's going to impact your sales if you're a grocer. Because if Mm. I see that my purchases are all driving up the climate degradation, I'm not going to buy them. I'll go to another grocery store that doesn't do that so I don't feel guilty the whole time I'm shopping. I mean, damn, this kind of stuff is so suicidal. And yet the businessmen who grab onto it and get behind it and push it on us never seem to think that, you know, because one of the problems we have, uh, Sweden, but here even more, businessmen are not entrepreneurs anymore. They're all Marxists. And they jump on board these these schemes. That hand- well, and they have their golden parachute
1: for when it goes awry, too.
9: Yeah, yeah. But they, they jump on these schemes that hand more power to rulers. And I'm just baffled as to why.
1: All right, Kurt wants to wrap it up today by talking about faces of the conquerors. Kurt.
2: Face yeah, well, you know, what we're talking about here is Mount Rushmore, Sam. Um and uh, you know, they're they're saying that um there's some people, this is an AP story, and so it's, you know, you can see how they twist it. Uh, but it says, uh, Faces of the Conquerors, colon, and it says, Trump trip to Rushmore draws fire. Yeah, it's a white supremacy fest, Groves. is
1: what they're trying to say.
2: I guess so, Sam. Right. You know, I thought oh, yeah. you just went there to see it, you know.
1: Well, buddy, you just, that's why you don't even, that's why you're such a racist. You don't even get the problem here
2: good point yeah
1: all right last story before the end of the hour it's all becky here's the headline ready new york city council slashes police budget by a billion bucks (laughs) as violent crime skyrockets becky
9: well we should not think that this is just a shot in the dark and and you know the council just
2: a shot in the dark (laughs)
9: <laughs> yeah, excuse the pun. Uh, the council doesn't know what he's saying. This has all been carefully calculated. This is uh, – there's been a Marxist plot to take over the country. What they did – I mean, this whole COVID hysteria and then the riots and looting and BLM following right on the heels as people were getting tired of being stuck at home. All of a sudden, there's a new threat And now as they have grown weary of BLM and they are firing back in some cases, now what we're being threatened with is a second wave and another lockdown. This is a calculated effort to destroy our country. And the New York City Council is more Marxist than Marx was. It is out to destroy New York City. It wants to control everyone 24-7, and it wants... Freedom completely extinguished. We are all just to bow and do what it tells us. Isn't it interesting that they are getting rid of the cops, which in my book is a good thing if people can defend themselves with arms, okay? What has New York City done very calculatedly over the last 60 years? Deliberately disarmed its citizens. That's one reason why the crime rates were so very high, all right? And- People now, it's virtually impossible to legally own a firearm in New York City, okay? So for the New York City Council to say, yeah, we're going to get rid of the cops, your only hope, if anything happens to you, is that the cop is nearby, that he speaks English, and that he's not 400 pounds overweight, so hopefully he can defend you, all right? Those three things don't always happen, Um so this is a very calculated attempt to destroy what's left of new york city and let me say that covid did a great job of destroying most of what made new york new york okay my husband is a native he just adores new york city i loathe it i can't stand it i always want out but he's crazy about it even he says I, I don't even want to be here anymore because the politicians and bureaucrats with their COVID hysteria, they've turned everyone against each other. People just eye each other. I mean, not that New Yorkers were ever friendly sorts, but they are absolutely hostile to each other now. Um, they are afraid to set foot out on the public street. The streets are very empty. It's like a ghost town. Restaurants are closed. stores are closed. Businesses are boarded up because they've been bankrupted by all this foolishness. Now what you've got is, is the police withdrawing, murder rates are skyrocketing, um, people being wounded, okay? I just read an article a couple days ago where over the weekend there were more people killed in New York City uh, like four times the rate of the previous year's same week, okay? It, it, this is just insanity. People have <laughs> no way to defend themselves. The only ones who are going to be armed now are the
1: criminals. Is this where Kurt says other than that is not so bad? <laughs> I'm sorry,
9: Sam, what was that? <laughs> is
1: this That's where Kurt correct, Crosby him. says other than that is not so bad? <laughs> Ladies and yes, gentlemen, sir. I'm telling you right now, you're experiencing a complete government takeover. And the only way to stop it is for good, self-governing, God-fearing Americans to stand together and reject this hostile narrative promoted by bureaucrats at all levels. We have got to stand with the truth. The truth shall make us free. And we've got to stand with our God, who's the author of our liberty. This is a sacred cause. Never forget it. Repent, turn to God, forgive others, and stand tall for the sacred cause of liberty. Becky Akers, thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. Her books, Abducting
8: Arnold, incredible book. Check it out.
1: Also, Hailstorm.